Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It is college football season. We're in it, and we're talking college football. There's already been some games. Scott Frost, oh boy, not good. He's a coaching flop. Got me thinking, is he the biggest coaching flop of all time? Let's discuss, shall we? Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Scott Frost is not the guy that we knew from UCF. Scott Frost is entering biggest coaching flop ever territory. It's college football season, so it's time to determine who's on the hot seat. P.S. He's one of them. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. It is a Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday edition here on ESPN 106.3. We're in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the steamy and wildly uncomfortable intracoastal. Coquel is here. I am here. Captain Competent Joe Rigotti hanging out until 1 o'clock. So week zero of the college football season was last weekend, and me with the team that I was raised on, the college football team that I unfortunately was raised on, Thanks, Mom and Dad, for attending the University of Illinois. But Illinois, under my guy, Brett Bielema, they beat Scott Frost in Nebraska. Mighty Nebraska goes down at the hands of not-so-mighty Illinois. So me, I'm thrilled, Coquel. Uh, Illinois just did what Brett Bielema teams do when they ran and ran and ran and ran, and they have these big hosses on the offensive line, and they punish, and they bruise, and they bulldoze, and Nebraska did not look prepared at all, which has sort of been the hallmark, the trademark of Scott Frost since he got to Nebraska, especially when you hear after the game, when Scott Frost is asked about the Illinois game plan, and this was his response to once they saw what Illinois was doing, what ended up happening to Nebraska. It was just an interesting game because about half of our game plan was kind of out the window uh, when they came up and lined up the way they did. So uh, we really had to, to scramble and uh, go to alternative plan and uh, try to adjust and did some good things, but not enough of them. The entire game plan, or half the game plan, was out the window when they saw how Illinois lined up. One that's never been said about a Brett Bielema coach team. And Scott, you're not playing Oklahoma. You're not playing Oregon. Nothing Illinois does is exotic. You're talking about Illinois. Don't admit those things, Scott. You're trying to keep your job, I think. I, I, Have you ever I, heard a coach say that? Well, half our game plan was out the window when we saw what they were lining up in. We were, we were screwed. You've known me a long time, right? Uh-huh. A long time. Too am I, long. Am I ever speechless? No, no, about nothing. I heard that. Yeah, even if I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're talking like, about something. I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Like, as someone who's coached a very much lower level of football, <laughs> I would never be like, oh, we weren't prepared. Like, I had no. I was watching film on their former coach. I had no idea what was coming at, what he was going to do. Why aren't they running last year's offense? <laughs> Although I did work for a coach once. He was telling me that the kids to watch film about a guy whose ankle was hurt. He's mm-hmm. like, see, he's limping. We can take advantage of it. 
it was a film from the prior year, and I just sat there and I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. Oh my this god, this is what we're doing in the film room. That's what this felt like. But that was that was high school football. This is Power Five football. This is Scott Frost at Nebraska, one of the most prideful college football programs in the history of the sport. Scott Frost is now twelve and twenty-one. Twelve and twenty-one at Nebraska. Nine and eight. He left UCF after that thirteen and zero. After he left UCF after that that thirteen and zero season and beating Auburn in the Peach Bowl, where they claimed that they were national champions. Do you think Scott Frost got there and was like, "Man, did Lovey Smith get a haircut? <laughs> he looks different." <laughs> Because that's what it feels like. Did he shave that beard? There's something different about Lovey across that <laughs> sideline. Until someone told him, like, no, that's Brett Bielema. And he's like, oh! That would explain the whole thing. <laughs> Come on, Scott. Scott Frost is entering the territory where we can consider him one of the most shocking coaching flops in the history of sports. Not just college football, but in sports. Scott Frost was a sure thing. You remember, Coquel? He had any pick of coaching offers after that UCF season. He could have gone to Florida and taken over that Gators program, but instead he chose Nebraska because he had history there. And it has been an abject disaster, really from second one, including this offseason where he's calling out transfers and then uh, he's getting called out by the brothers of transfers and it's just a really messy situation. And, oh yeah, he's not winning. And, oh yeah, he's admitting that exotic Illinois is lining up and he's throwing out half his game plan once he sees what they're lining up in. That's bad. I mean, Big Ten football. When I think Big Ten football, I think exotic offense. I think adjustments, and I think exotic. Exactly. What? They're in a power formation? No. They're running the ball? I mean, come on. The I formation? What do we do? Wait a minute. The tailback (laughs) is behind the fullback. (laughs) Oh, man. How do we get to him? He's got (laughs) someone in the way. Scott Frost, I mean, it's almost like he wants to get fired at this point. But he is entering gigantic, most shocking coaching flop ever. I think he might be there. But I know a lot of you have different opinions about coaching flops. I know UCF fans, you still love Scott Frost, but you at least have to start admitting that this is bad. He's your guy. This is bad. But I want to start today by asking, who are the biggest shocking coaching flops that we've ever seen? Who are the biggest shocking coaching flops that we've ever seen? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. I think for my money right now, Scott Frost is there. Again, 12-21 and 21 at Nebraska. 12-21. and 21. His best season was 5-7 and seven in 2019. He's been beaten in back-to-back years by Illinois. Illinois. Illinois, who hasn't been anything consistently good since Red Grange. Illinois went to Lincoln last year, not only pummeled Scott Frost in Nebraska, but then mocked Nebraska on social media saying, hey, thanks for bringing the Big Ten back after Nebraska bragged that it was their influence that allowed the Big Ten to actually play football last year. When you're getting crapped on in a multitude of ways by the University of Illinois in football, you have 
problems. You have mega problems. And Scott Frost is a monumental flop. And let me tell you, Coquel, at Big Ten Media Days when I was in Indianapolis. You fell asleep like I did watching the games? Every <laughs> Big Ten game, I take a nap. When I saw Scott Frost in person, and I, I, I hate, this is probably going to come off a bit reckless, but these are just my observations, uh-huh. okay? Looking at him, he did not look anything like the youthful, the fun, the energetic head coach that you saw at UCF, the guy who was skipping off the field after they beat USF uh, and and earned their way into the AAC title game, and, and the guy who was skipping off in tears the, the Georgia Dome field uh, after winning the Peach Bowl didn't look like that guy. He looked beaten down. He looked battered. He looked like something was wrong with him. Like that job has aged him like the presidency of the United States ages those who sit in the Oval Office. Well, do you remember how I looked when I first came back here? (laughs) Well, take a look at me now. (laughs) It just happens to people. (laughs) Oh, man. Who are the biggest shocking coaching flops? It doesn't have to just be college football, but Coquel, I think you would admit that a lot of these names that we're going to hear probably come in college football, right? Because college football hypes up their new guy more than any other sport. As a Catholic boy growing up, I have a feeling one of our coaches will be the first one for the Fighting Irish that'll get named. Ah, yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. Jerry is in West Palm to get us going. Jerry, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. Who do you got, Jerry? Uh, hey guys, um, so I have I have an honorable mention, and then I have my number one. <laughs> okay, okay. all right. <laughs> so the honorable, and they're both NFL coaches, okay. or were. Um, the honorable mention is uh, Nick Saban when he got to the Dolphins. Good one, very good um, one. That I'm surprised that's not your number one. I know, right? And then uh, number one, it's way more recent. Adam Gaze in New York um, with the Jets. Okay, yep, that's uh, perfect. Never mind. I, I take um, back my Nick Saban point. You're right. Adam Gase is absolutely the uh, the number one in that spot. I just got over that. Why are we bringing this up? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very, very good one. Appreciate the call, Jerry. So Nick Saban, absolutely. Especially, we were talking about Saban, like, what, three days ago? Yeah. Today's Wednesday? Well, that would have been Sunday. I don't know, well, sometime. I, I don't no, remember. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. but, but Nick Saban, you remember... He ends up being he ends up being such a a shocking uh, oh oh it's when we were talking about the most disappointing seasons as a fan when I was down at Dolphins camp because Nick Saban you remember his final year with the Dolphins leading in Sports Illustrated said this is why the Dolphins will win the Super Bowl and then the final month of that season it was Nick Saban dodging questions and lying about his interest in the Alabama job the entire time as the Dolphins flamed out of playoff contention yeah Nick Saban's a good one Adam Gase that's top notch but Adam Gase. It goes back to how did Adam Gase get offered the Jets job after what happened with the Dolphins? Because he's the quarterback whisperer. Apparently not. No. Uh, at, at, at all. I mean, Tannehill got it better because of him. Other him, than him leaving. Other than maybe literally whispering to quarterbacks, there's nothing quarterback whisperer <laughs> about Adam Gase. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Joe in Palm Beach Gardens. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good. So, one guy who was a complete failure from minute one was Jim McElwain with the Gators. Ah, yes. Mr. Shark himself. Yeah. yeah. He He looked out of place from the second he got there. Remember the end of the Jim McElwain era when he made up death threats? 
that were coming from Gator fans. Yeah. That, to me, like everybody wants to focus on the shark. My greatest Jim McElwain moment is when he was making up death threats for sympathy. Uh, and uh, then that completely alienated himself from uh, from Gator fans. That is a very good one, Jim McElwain. So, so are you a Gators fan? Yes. Okay, so Jim McElwain or Will Muschamp? Who who did not meet expectations uh, more? Coach <laughs> Boom! Uh, well, Muschamp was an offense. I, I would say it would be McElwain because he came from, what, Colorado State and his offense was high-flying and they couldn't get a first down when he got there. <laughs> yeah, yes, and I, I did see that firsthand in 2015 when FAU absolutely wrecked Trayon Harris's life and brought the Gators into overtime. Uh, let's go to Kelly. In Palm Beach Gardens. Kelly, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Kelly? Hey, fellas. How y'all doing today? Good, man. Good. Who you got, brother? So I just have a couple quick points because we're talking about flops. So I think McElwain and Muschamp both made it to an SEC championship game. This is true. So I can't say that that would be a flop. Maybe weird and crazy people, but not a flop. <laughs> and then, you know, in addition, Nick Saban made the playoffs, too, with the Dolphins, but he just lied about leaving. So... As a Gator fan, I would have to say, unfortunately, you'd be like Steve Spurrier with the Redskins, signing all his own players yeah. and not doing much of anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Steve Spurrier, who ball coach. in a Sports Illustrated expose, basically came off as a guy who wanted to spend more time at the golf course than he did in the actual football office. Uh, and so... I just, yeah, that's, Spurrier's a great one. Spurrier's an absolute great one, and Gators fans still worship him as they should, and he's still the greatest college football troll on social media, and thank you, Kelly. Uh, he's but, why I wore visors as a coach, and still do. Well, you know, that's Lane's thing. Lane wears visors because of Spurrier, yeah. too. Lane Kiffin. All his great minds do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't yeah. even get it out. Yeah, <laughs> Coquel tried to put himself in the same breath as Lane Kiffin and literally made himself laugh. I've never seen anything like that uh, before. Click clack. Oh, that is really, really funny. Um, yeah, so Jim McElwain did go to Atlanta. He did go to an SEC championship game. Will Muschamp did go to an SEC championship game. But can't you still consider that? Isn't Expe- Florida, ex- doesn't Florida's expectation exceed just Winning that, that's the, East. the thing. Expectations also come with whether you're a flop or not. Because if you're a guy, we've never like we're never like Steve Clifford flop for the Hornets. Like no one cares. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to have the expectation uh-huh. to be a flop. Yeah. Uh, who are the biggest shock coaching flops that we've seen? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Nick Saban with the Dolphins. Adam Gase with the Jets, Jim McElwain with Florida, Steve Spurrier with Washington in the NFL. These are all good ones. Uh, let's go back out to West Palm, and we bring in Greg. Greg, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Greg? How you guys doing? Um, I'm really not sure how he continues to get a job, but Lane Kiffin, Whoa. he always comes in every year, supposed to take over the world, championships, and nothing happens. Wait, he, he, he came to oh. FAU to resuscitate his career and won two Conference USA championships and two bowl games two. and then uh, took Ole Miss last year with really no offseason and nearly upset Alabama, then won a bowl game, and uh, he has completely turned the fortunes of Ole Miss. But previous lane, in a previous life, prior to uh, flame out at Tennessee and then USC, yeah, okay. But I think the renewed Lane Kiffin is a completely different guy. I'll accept that. I'll accept that, you know, he has changed. But, 
you know, uh, just like Nick Saban, Alabama, completely different guy. Yeah, yeah, but I and I will say this. Speaking of Alabama, I think Nick Saban changed Lane Kiffin. That that time that Lane spent as the offensive coordinator under Saban was invaluable, which is why I think Lane has finally and appreciate the call. Lane has finally been able to find his true heights as a coach, his true capabilities as a confident play caller, and as someone who can manage a program. I will forever have lanes back. I, I just will. I'm the play-by-play voice of FAU. I spent a long time a, 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 alongside him, but... He announced this show that was coming out. Yeah, he actually, yeah. He is the one who broke on social media that I was getting my own show. Thanks, Lane. Appreciate it. He was the first guest on this show. I don't have any bad words to say about Lane. I think Lane would admit that previous iteration Lane was one of the biggest coaching flops of all time. He also got a raw deal at USC with all of the scholarship reductions, and they're probably, because of Lane's presence, there was a little bit of inflation in what the expectations were in terms of rankings, and they they actually played to what they were, and no one wanted to fully realize that because it was Lane and it was USC, so it was easy to say, oh, preseason number one. Oh, wait, but you're missing 15 scholarships. That's a big deal. That's significant. Big deal. And he was he was full of himself. I mean, Lane was absolutely full of himself. But you were around it. You saw it. FAU was a juggernaut in the three seasons that Lane was there. I mean, he did things. I've never seen someone watch film like Lane. It's like Rain Man stuff where he'll just kind of have a, a, a conversation with you. And, yeah, things are good. Okay, yeah. And then he turns on film and he's seen things that – there's no way an actual real human being is seeing this on the first shot. It's incredible. I mean, he truly is incredible. Uh, Scott Frost, not that. He is one of the biggest shocking coaching flops that I can remember because, again, he was at the height, the apex of any coaching career. UCF was the darling of college football. He was the talk of college football for a month. You remember the entire final month of that season, uh, all anybody wanted to talk about was hypothesizing where Scott Frost was going to go. What program was he going to take over? Was it going to be Florida? Was it going to be Auburn? Was it going to be Nebraska? And it ended up being Nebraska, and yeah. it has been... I mean, he doesn't even seem like he knows what he's doing anymore. And that offense that was so fun and fast at UCF, I don't even recognize any semblance of that in Lincoln. When you have an offense like he ran at UCF, where you can get the fastest kids in the world that are out of South Florida, that's your recruiting base, and you have a choice to place to go, you don't go to Nebraska and their historical roots of recruiting places. <laughs> yeah. Because that matters. Where you where schools have recruited in the past matters because those high school coaches have the relationships, those parents have the relationships, the kids have looked up to those schools. You're not going to get the same type of kid. You have to adjust to your environment. That is not going to happen in Nebraska. It's easy to go into a place like Nebraska and say, oh, I can still get the South Florida kid. But the South Florida kid doesn't want to go to Lincoln, Nebraska. You'll get one or two of them. Yeah. The, the, what made UCF so good is all of the roster were those right. kids. Exactly. And it was made up of a lot of kids that didn't necessarily fit into the Power Five they were at. And Scott Frost did a great job of saying, hey, Come on in. That's what Willie's doing at, at FAU right now. Didn't work out at your Power Five? Hey, South Florida kid, stay home and come to Florida Atlantic. That's how Nikosi Perry ends up at FAU and is the starter yeah. Saturday against Florida. Absolutely. But a couple of other names I was thinking about. What about, can we consider Jim Harbaugh a flop at Michigan? 
Yeah. He, I mean, he, he hasn't even come close to beating Ohio State. He makes a big deal about his pants and wants to be cool. Like, he can wear all the pants. He's like Belichick yeah. with the sweatshirt. you got to live up to it. Jim Harbaugh it has has at least a more acceptable amount of wins than, than Scott Frost does. But, I mean, getting your brains beaten in by your bitter rival every single year, including the one season you went into that game undefeated and still got your brains beaten in, that's a problem. I think that's all that Michigan fans care about, and he's come up woefully, dreadfully, nightmarily short in that. You don't look at them and say before the year, with him there, it's supposed to be Michigan should be someone we're thinking about creeping into that playoff spot. I don't mm-hmm. look at them at all. No, they're there. not even in the discussion. Not even, not even in the conversation. Even if they expanded the playoffs, I still wouldn't be like, oh, good, we got a Michigan back in. Yeah. That, they're just not a thought. They're no. an afterthought at this point. So we all agree that Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, has been a flop. I mean, I suppose because he's still employed there, he has an opportunity to turn it around, like I suppose Scott Frost is. But Scott Frost is far and away the first P5 coach going. Right? There's no way that he lasts the season. He's got a new AD. Uh, he's they a already leg- lost it in Illinois. He's a legend at that school, so they may let him finish out the year and then move on. Which I would wonder, be bad for recruiting. It would be bad move. Sometimes you got to rip the Band-Aid off. But I think they may let him finish out the year. Rigotti, could you check real quick what Scott Frost's buyout is at Nebraska? Because I have to imagine that that matters. But he's already in year four of what I imagine was a five-year deal. So I wonder if the buyout has reduced to a point where they would at least uh, consider it. What about Charlie Strong? Going from Louisville to Texas. I thought that he was going to own that. And then they end up beating Notre Dame in the opener. Uh, and there's the declaration. Texas is back. And God, how many. T- Here's another question. Who have we heard that more about? Texas or Miami? Who's back more often? <laughs> Texas or Miami? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Charlie Strong, I thought, was going to kill it at Texas. Then things didn't work out at Texas. And I think there were probably some racial elements involved. Yes. Uh, very, very short leash there. So he goes to USF, and I thought he was going to dominate at USF. Yes. And then he inherited all of Willie's guys, and then the whole thing fell apart. Uh, that was maybe more shocking than Texas for me, what happened to Charlie Strong, who's now in Jacksonville with Urban. Coach Strong was one of the most impressive people I've ever had come into my classroom to recruit kids. Oh, I'm like, sure. He just had, a, And he was an assistant coach at the time of Florida. He just had an aura about him and the way he carried himself. I was like, what do you want me to do? Sure, you can have all. You want that other kid that doesn't even play football? Take them all with you right now. You can have whoever you want. He was just such an impressive force. I can't believe it didn't work out at U- at USF. Scott Frost's contract runs through 2026. Oh, boy. And it's a $20 million buyout still. <laughs> so maybe Scott Frost isn't going to be fired after all. Just play highlights of him playing football. <laughs> like, I mean, $20 million buyout? And you said through 2026? Yeah. We're in 2021 right now, right? Oh, yes. All right, yes. just make sure. Holy hell. That's a lot of time. It's a lot of money. A lot of GoFundMes. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of, of OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the boosters really got to work the network. Yeah, yeah. Nebraska's going to have to start an OnlyFans and just, just see, ooh, Haystack. It may help recruiting. Mm, corn. Yeah, it could, it could help recruiting. Uh, also, one more of these that I was thinking, just baseball-wise. What about Charlie Weiss? And I just cut you off completely. No, it's Sorry. fine. Don't worry Charlie about Weiss. At Notre Dame? Yeah, anywhere. <laughs> like, he's not a good head coach. But he, he did have a number one team in the nation at Notre Dame that came one Matt Leinart quarterback sneak away from probably playing for a BCS national championship. 
I don't know if he was necessarily a flop. He recruited Brady Quinn. They had some good teams. He won a lot of games. Did they win a championship? No. And then where did they go next? Uh, Kansas. Kansas, which was terrible. That was a flop. Yeah. That was not good. At I, all. I just feel like Weiss struggles. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, again, he, he built his reputation on what he did with Brady initially with the Patriots. I thought he was a good hire by Notre Dame, and he certainly had that going for a while. They won a lot of games. He really brought them back to prominence. But then that bottom fell out, too. And then Kansas. Nobody has a chance at Kansas, though. No one. Absolutely no. not. I, I, I just I don't think that. Yeah. What's a, what's a Kansas football success story? Like, we liked Les Miles in his first year, and it turns out Les Miles was making out with sorority girls and, at LSU. And, and what, then what's the what? Oh, that's bad? Yeah, oh, that's, that's bad. bad. Okay, when sorry. he's not a college student, that's oh, bad. Sorry, when he's head coach of the football team, that's bad. You confused me. I thought we were talking more accomplishments. I was waiting for the other shooter. No, that is, that, is, that is a no-no, a massive no-no. There is no such thing as anything good coming out of Kansas football. From a baseball standpoint, I thought Ozzie Guillen was going to dominate with the Marlins. And that got off to a good start, too. What I could not take into account was his... Complimentary words for Fidel Castro. Mm. That I didn't see coming, and that really torpedoed the whole thing. Um, but I, I guess I should have seen his personality with David Sampson, who absolutely sucks. That was not going to end well ever. Even if they won a championship, it wasn't going to end well. It was going to end the same way that Joe Girardi ended with the Marlins, who was very good. Same way that Freddie Gonzalez ended with the Marlins, who was at least adequate. Should have seen the whole thing coming. Two combustible people. One in Ozzy that I like, one in David Sampson who sucks hard, and that was going to just self-destruct. What about Buck Showalter with the Orioles? Now we're getting too into the weeds here. <laughs> Didn't he go to the playoffs with the Orioles? I don't know, Ken. I was just trying to throw a name. Why do you got to slow it down when I throw a name? Just keep it moving. You throw a name. I throw a name. That's how we do <laughs> That's things That's how we're doing here. this. Ken yeah. LaVega Live featuring oh, Coquel. Calling me out. The biggest shocking what about coach. Joe Torrey, that flop? <laughs> The biggest shocking coaching flops we've seen this based off Scott Frost, who maybe isn't going to be fired by Nebraska because they are going to have to pay the price of a small nation in order to buy him out. But who are the biggest shocking coaching flops? You remember, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. But I want to make sure that I talk to you about EDS Air Conditioning. You know what does suck like David Sampson? Not having your AC working. Mm. That really sucks. And it's hot and it's disgusting and it's dangerous. It's flat out dangerous. Today is going to be in the mid-90s with 1 million percent humidity. Imagine sitting in your place, not one, not two, not three, but four days without your AC. And not even just you, your pets when you're not Uh home. That's the one you really got to wear. You can cool yourself off. Your pets are stuck there. Exactly. That's a great point, actually. And so that's where you need a solution for your air conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. They've been at it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated, and they just get it because they know you don't want to be held hostage in your hot home with your pets. It's a danger to everybody involved. They're going to try and work their appointment windows to revolve around you because they understand time is of the essence here in a multitude of ways. EDS Air Conditioning is a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That means they're using the best equipment to get the job done right. No follow-up phone calls from you. You're not going to have to a year after say, hey, this shut down. This is a problem. No, 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 no. Train comfort specialist 
They get the job done. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Log on, edsairconditioning.com. And by the way, they take care of your plumbing needs as well. edsairconditioning.com or call EDS at 561-316-8799. That's 561-316-8799. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Go to edsairconditioning.com. When we return, we're continuing on talking college football. Canes fans, I need your complete honesty when we come back. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka, and we're live on ESPN 106.3.